excuse my sweaty face, I've been jogging, but when an idea for an episode comes, it comes. And uh, it came whilst I was jogging because I'm listening to uh, a book. We can do that these days uh, by somebody <laughs> called Deep Time Dreaming. And it's the latest in a series of books we've um, we've been writing and uh, I mean Westerners and movies we've been making and all sorts of things we've been producing about Indigenous Australia as we slowly educate ourselves about Indigenous Australia and Geological Australia and all that. Uh, speaking of Geological Australia, that reminds me of a book I read once by Ian Plimmer. Uh, it was a good one. Um, look it up yourself. Uh, a short History of Planet Earth, with a bit of a focus on Australia, uh, because we're a good place to start. When you're talking about geological time, you know, we're kind of the old country. All right then, uh, when it comes to geolo geology, you know, and undisturbed geology. All right, now all of that aside, Indigenous Australia, all right. So this book I'm uh, reading, listening to, uh, Deep Time Dreaming which is a bit of an oxymoron uh, because a dreaming is kind of got a timeless aspect to it and the phrase deep time has got a, a sort of um, time-ish quality about it. All right, linear, a linear time quality about it. But um, I've, I've, I was listening to, I've been listening, it's basically an archeological book, but you know, anthropology jumps in there and all that sort of stuff, and and indigenous perspectives at the same time. Cultural stuff jumps in as well, inevitably, even when you're doing a dig. Um, but they're up to an American archaeologist, Gould. Uh, not Glenn Gould. Not that other Gould who was on the boat with Captain Cook, was he? The one who who was the one that painted pictures of birds, <laughs> not him, whoever he was, but this guy Philip Gould, I think his name is, uh, and uh, he made very good friends with an indigenous mob, an indigenous mob, somewhere along the line, Warburton, in Warburton, not I don't think it was our Warburton in Victoria, another Warburton, I'd have to get onto maps to find out where that Warburton is, near Laverton. Apparently, not our Laverton, some other Laverton in the Western Desert. All right, we've got a Laverton here too. In Melbourne, we've got a Warburton, which used to be in the country, but now I think it's in Melbourne as well. <laughs> the sprawl. All right, um, but Gould uh, kind of made a verbal promise, made a verbal contract with this indigenous mob um, that if they told him a few things that were what you might call, I don't know what it was, secret stuff, secret men's business maybe, uh, that, you know, they said, we'll tell you and you can use it for your scientific sort of investigations or whatever, but we never want to see it back here because that's secret business in our community. So whatever you do with it, don't let it come back here to our community in Warburton. Or maybe it was in Laverton, I think it was in Warburton. All right. 
So, Gould said, ah, yeah, all right, no worries. He even had an Indigenous name and all that sort of stuff. He had, you know, he had rights and he had responsibilities within the Indigenous community. He was practically a Tony Abbott, you know, almost a member of an Indigenous mob, you know. All right, so um, he made all the promises in the verbal contracts and he probably wasn't lying. You know. And um, he, uh, and off he went. Into back into his academic world, and he published a book. And in that book, he put photos of secret stuff in the middle, I suppose. Yeah, that's what you do when you're making a book. But I think, you know, he was still in, he was in a different world. This was a long time ago. I think it was back in 1960s or something like that when I was born. All right, maybe 1970, maybe, maybe, Somewhere around that period, anyway. Anyway, so he published this book in, you know, for... Not for that community to go and buy a copy. This was a remote, a remote community, you know. And uh, these were two different worlds. Um, but as uh, the author of this book I'm listening to said, uh, the times in the past when these were two separate worlds was coming to an end and you could easily have something be produced in one world and it could pop up in the other and this is what happened here. Now remember Gould had uh, promised to uh, make sure that this secret men's business or whatever it was would never come back into the community. Well, a schoolgirl, a girl, from that community, young lady, young girl, um, was going to school in Perth, I think it was, and she obtained a copy of the book. Uh, had, her auntie was on the front cover. And she was, ah, oh, there's auntie, you know. Excuse me for a second. Oh yeah, just give me one minute. You can guess what happened next. I'll just be a minute. I'm not even going to tell you why. I think it'll be about five, four, three, two, one. Right, now, um, bought a copy of the book, or, you know, if it was in the library, borrowed it like I did with the Beagles book once. I've still got to take it back, it's over in my shelves over there. I feel really bad, I borrowed it at school. And I am going to take it back. <laughs> I've got a fair few Biggles books, well, not that many, only about four. And one of them is actually a borrowed book, and I haven't taken it back yet. And I know when I borrowed it. It's 1978. <laughs> what is it now? 2021. <laughs> I'll just rock back up to my... I've got to rock back to my school. I've got to, got to rock up back at my school and say, Oh, hello. I'm... Oh, little Charlie, can I just return this book and sort of skulk out, you know? Yeah. What the? <laughs> All right. Now, um, so, uh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, this girl took this book back to her community and all hell broke loose because she was a girl and she had seen the pictures inside the book 
of secret men's business. Everything was ruined. Uh, the author of the book, Gould, had broken his contract. By, but by now, he was back in America or something like that. He's an American. Uh, the long and short of it was that Gould felt really bad. Uh, that seems to be clear on the record. And, um, and the book was recalled as much as it could be recalled by publishers and things like that, but some publishers didn't want to recall it. I don't know, something like that. Um, but it was a mess, you know. And the AIAS, what is that? They keep talking about it in this book, but it'll be the Australian Institute of Aboriginal something or others. That's an S at the end too. Um, and I think they banned it or something and they recalled all archaeologists from the field and all that sort of stuff because sensitivities had been stomped on. Privacy had been infringed. And basically the book was what you might call um, censored. Now, I'm sure if I really wanted to, I could probably find a copy of the book now, but it's, it, was just, it was censored. And uh, recently, I've been in chats with my godson uh, about the pros and cons of hitchhiking. <laughs> no, um, censorship. And, you know, both of us are sort of saying, yeah, all right, censorship should never happen, but then... Oh, yeah, but what about this case? And what about that case? And we're just tossing it all around. We haven't really reached a conclusion, you know, because it's an old, it's a, it's an old debate. And it's a debate that's had a lot better than we could have a debate. Um, it's a big topic in the world. Uh, but then it gets, I get to thinking, you know, uh, and I'll, I'll give him a ring in a minute. No, I'll play him this episode. I'll send him this, a link to this episode, you know, because I record these things. Um, and I'll say, God, son, what about this case, you know? What do you think about this one? What do you think, you know? Um, should that book be censored? I'm inclined to think yes. You know, if you could. Now, all the, now, not the whole book, but they want the images censored. But that's censorship. And maybe some of the stories, some of the secrets, I bet you some of the secrets were painted in the words of the book too. So it would be editing, you know, which is censorship. So should there be an abridged version of this book? Uh, because that's all the mob in Warburton wants. And, um, for parts of that book, never to be reproduced again. And for all books that are out there, I don't know how you'd go about this to be um, recalled. So what do we feel about when it comes to censorship with this example? So there you go, another example of uh, is censorship ever warranted? The example, I won't say the example I was giving. I had a, an example of violence that I didn't like that I was uh, putting up, but I don't even want to mention what that example is. Uh, because I don't want to give it any oxygen. Yeah. All right, that'll do.